up, yo? I'm Dave Rubin. This is the Rubin Report Direct Message. It is January 27th in the year 2022. We are live streaming on Rumble, YouTube, and Blaze TV. Do me a favor, if you do anything, subscribe to Rumble today. That's really what I'm pushing today because we're gonna get to some big stories about censorship. YouTube has just booted my friend Dan Bongino officially. He is no longer on YouTube, that's it. He is exclusively on Rumble, I suspect. That means that my days here on YouTube may be limited. Uh, so if you are watching on YouTube, I want you to watch wherever you wanna watch, wherever you feel comfortable watching, uh, but please subscribe to our Rumble channel because who knows what's what. Uh, we got a great show for you today. I'm very excited to be back in studio. Yesterday was a pre-tape that we had done the day before because I spent the day at the offices, the new offices of Rumble in Sarasota. Uh, we are building out some awesome, awesome stuff for Rumble and locals and studios and just, it's just great. That's on the other coast of Florida. So I drove across Alligator Alley. Alligators were chasing me. There's wild panthers. There's a Florida State Penitentiary. I survived, I'm back, it's all good. Uh, so we got some big stories about uh, big tech censorship. Uh, this crazy woman, Nancy Pelosi, she's running for reelection and we've got, uh, if you didn't see it yesterday, I mean her, campaign video or her announcement video is just completely ridiculous. Uh, and then over there in Virginia, Glenn Youngkin, who fortunately won uh, as governor of Virginia, uh, CNN is not happy with him because he's for things like school choice and not having the state indoctrinate your children. Uh, before I get to any of that though, just two quick things just going on here. I woke up this morning in a very uh, Florida style because there was a lizard in our bedroom just next to the bed. There was a lizard right there. That is a very Florida type thing that can happen. And I was very excited. I was like, oh, there's a lizard here. I don't know how it got in, but how cool, fun lizard. And then uh, after a few minutes, I realized that the lizard was barely breathing and it was missing a leg. It appears that Clyde brought the lizard in, ate the leg, put the mostly dying lizard on the cold tile. I then picked up the lizard with a uh, sheet of paper, put the lizard outside, I'll check in on the lizard later. And for more on the lizard, join us at rubinreport.locals.com. And then one other thing, we have a whole bunch of people obviously working here right now, helping us fix internet. And there's, we're fixing some structural stuff in the house and building out the studio and we're painting and all kinds of stuff. So we got a billion, roughly a billion, I think that was the exact number, uh, people uh, downstairs doing some stuff right now. Uh, but this morning a guy came in to help us out with some, some window stuff and some privacy stuff that we're doing. And I opened the door and big smile on his face. Oh man, you're Dave Rubin, I can't believe it. How you doing? Watch you all the time, love the show, watch you on Fox. And going on and on and on. And I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna say his name unless I'll, I'll, I'll ask him maybe later, he wants some promo on his business, which I'd be happy to do. Uh, but then started telling me his life story. Uh, his name is Carlos and he runs a, a company here that he started out of his truck when he was 18 years old. Uh, he's had the company for 40 years, successful family run business. And he was just going on and on. He's Mexican, he was going on and on about what America is all about, how people don't get it, they don't understand what they're fleeing and all, how backwards everything is. And it was just so refreshing. It was so refreshing, which is just so consistent with everything that I've experienced in this last you know, month and a half, roughly, of just so many happy, joyous people and that know what's right about this place. And that is why I'm here to keep Florida, Florida. All right, we're gonna get to all the stories, but I do have a new advertiser. 
And I've even got a bottle here. Can you believe it? Uh, if the last two years have taught us anything, it's that you have to take control of your health, you think? Uh, it's clear that you can't simply rely on the government or big pharma to protect you and your family. That's where Z-Stack comes in. Z-Stack is a specially formulated immune-boosting supplement that includes zinc, quercetin, vitamin C, and vitamin D, formulated by Dr. Vlad Zelenko, who I'm sure you guys have heard about, we've talked about him on the show, the world-renowned doctor that President Trump credited with his successful early treatment protocol and his decision to, to take HCQ. Z-Stack has been specifically formulated, is kosher and GMP certified, and is produced right here in the good old US of A. I just started taking it a couple days ago. I'm Feeling pretty good, I have to tell you. That might be the Florida sunshine too. Uh, now more than ever, you have to take control of your health and your family's health. Z-Stack is formulated to help combat any and all variants as well as the flu. Stay ahead of any potential future variants by preparing your immune system. Go to zstacklife.com Dave and enter the promo code Dave to get a small discount off your first order. That's zstacklife.com Dave, promo code Dave. And now back to me. Okay, so the first segment of the show in our first probably 15 minutes here. We got, we got to do some censorship stuff. There is a massive move. You know, there are times when you can really feel sort of the system, the machine, the mainstream thing, really making a push to silence people, really making a push to shadow ban people, boot people, suspend people, whatever term you want to use. And the last couple of days, there's really been an uptick in that. Uh, so the first part of this is sort of half good news, a little bit of half good news. Uh, as you know, there's been a real assault on Joe Rogan lately. You know, he's had a bunch of doctors on talking about, uh, you know, different treatments that you could use to possibly uh, deal with COVID and talking to your own doctor and all that. The big one, of course, was the viral uh, interview that he did with Dr. Robert Malone, who was one of the mRNA uh, founders, one of the originators of the technology in the first place. Uh, that's where this phrase mass formation psychosis really popped up that we've all been talking about. Well, any event, musician Neil Young has not been happy that Joe Rogan is on Spotify and Neil Young is also on Spotify. We've got a quote here from Fox News. Spotify has noticeably kept mum amid news that Neil Young reportedly asked the streaming giant to remove, to remove his music. The veteran rocker fired off a public missive to his management on Monday, demanding that they remove his music from Spotify in protest of Joe Rogan spreading misinformation about the COVID-19 vaccine. Well, we have a little update that has happened uh, just in the last little bit. Uh, Neil Young is now off Spotify. <laughs> it did not work out as well. The Spotify people sat in a boardroom, bunch of people around a table. Guys, Neil Young, Joe Rogan, Neil Young, Joe Rogan, Neil Young, and they went with Joe Rogan. They went with Joe Rogan, and that is a great move, so I wanna do a couple golf claps for the fine folks over at Spotify. They haven't made all the perfect decisions. You know, the truth is that when Joe Rogan moved over to Spotify, uh, they censored about 50 of his videos. There were about, I think it was 46 or 48 to be precise, uh, videos that got taken down from his original catalog. I think some things with uh, Alex Jones and a, and a couple other people. So I'm not saying that they've been perfect on all of this stuff, but in this moment, they said, Neil Young, you had a good run, man, but we're sticking with Joe Rogan. So, so credit where credit is due, that is quite good. And now to uh, shift from quite good to quite horrible, Howard Stern, oh, and this is so depressing for me, Howard Stern, who I grew up in New York listening to Howard Stern on the FM dial when he was edgy 
and irreverent, and it was the coolest freaking thing. Like everyone in New York, everyone in DC, everyone eventually uh, countrywide as they got to more and more stations. Like everyone loved Howard Stern. He was fighting the power, he was funny, he was always fighting with management. You've probably seen the movie Private Parts. Like the guy was absolutely awesome. But as I tweeted out yesterday, one of the things that happens in life as you grow up is you realize that uh, many of your childhood heroes become complete maniacs because Howard Stern chimed in on what Spotify should do with Joe Rogan. Then, then uh, you know, he, he's not, I don't think he's for censorship. I don't think Neil Young is for censorship. I just think he's saying, look, I don't want to be part of this organization because if my music is helping people bring people to the table, and then they're spreading something as lethal as don't take the vaccine, do this. Mm, that makes you know, sense. He, yeah, I, you know, I'm against any kind of censorship, really. You know, I really am. I don't like censorship. But when you're talking about life and death, like poor Meatloaf got sucked into some weird fucking cult. You know, I used to work at Sirius XM. Uh, I actually never met Howard Stern. He had his own wing over there, but I had a show on SiriusXM on the weekends a couple of years back when I lived in New York City before, before the Rubin Report. And it was like my dream to meet this guy. Like I have quite literally had dreams where I meet him. Uh, and I've always wanted to do his show. I hope it happens. Um, but this is really disappointing. This is really disappointing. First, he sort of says something that makes sense, which is that Neil Young is making a decision, right? So that is, it is Neil Young's choice. Like, and, and by the way, People that take a principled approach to their life and put their money where their mouth is, I respect that. So if Neil Young was just like, hey, I'm, I'm off this thing, I don't care about Spotify, it's gonna cost me a lot of money, a lot of notoriety, residuals, all of that stuff, but I'm not gonna work with them, fine. He, Neil Young sort of made an ultimatum, like it's him or me, then they made a choice. So everyone, this, by the way, this is what the free market's about, this is what freedom's all about, like everyone made their choice appropriately. But, but what Howard Stern did there that was the disappointing part um, is where he talks about this being lethal, lethal as in don't take the vaccine. The implication being that Joe Rogan or some of his guests have said that, and that's been a reoccurring enough theme that somehow thousands or millions of people that are watching Joe Rogan are not taking the vaccine and then dying, which of course is nonsense. And of course, in America, we are allowed to debate whether vaccines are good, whether anything is good or bad or what it is that you are supposed to put in your body or what it is that the government is allowed to do when it comes to putting those things in your body. You got it? So he's sort of saying, well, I'm not for censorship, but I am for censorship. (laughs) You see what I did there? That's basically what he's saying. Like, I'm not for censorship, but Rogan's killing people. I mean, this shit's lethal. So we're gonna have to, we're gonna have to boot Joe Rogan. It's, it's so disappointing if you know anything about the history of Howard Stern. And again, I would love to discuss this with you, Howard. If any of your people are watching, I got a book coming out in April. Would be happy to come on. It doesn't have anything to do with the book. I'd be happy to come on tomorrow if you want to make it happen. Uh, But the point where guys who talk for a living, like think about how many things Howard Stern has said that are wildly offensive. Think of some of the sex stuff. Think of some of the racial jokes, all of that stuff, which of course, I think for the most part is funny. I haven't watched Howard Stern in years or listened to Howard Stern in years. I don't know how many people are actually listening to Sirius XM. He doesn't seem to have any real relevance anymore except when he goes after Rogan because this has happened a few times. So that, that sort of is what it is. He's, he's made choices in his career. He did the satellite radio thing. He, I think he could have been a pioneer in this, right? The digital world, but he chose that thing and that's, that's so be it. Um, but you can't say 
that you're not for censorship, but this kind of censorship, because he's killing people is okay, because there's a plenty of people out there, Howard Stern, who would love to censor you. You used to fight those people, right? Those are the people you were fighting at K-Rock and some of the FM channels that you were on, right? WNBC, everyone's seen the movie, right? You were always fighting the power because they were censoring you related to some of the stuff you were talking about. Now, it may not have been lethal stuff in your mind, but some people don't want you to talk about sex that way. Some people don't want you talking about drugs that way or making fun of midgets or whatever it is that you're doing, you know? So, slippery slope, my friend. But if you think that's not sort of weird enough, right? So Spotify does the good thing, they keep Rogan, then sort of radio legend goes after Rogan. Well, then some more weird stuff happened. Uh, This is directly related to the United States government. We got some info here from the Daily Wire. U.S. Surgeon General Vivek Murthy said Tuesday on MSNBC that not only the government, but big tech companies have a role to play when it comes to censoring so-called misinformation and curating accurate information to the public. Big tech companies have an important role to play since they are the predominant places where we're seeing misinformation spread. Okay, so first off, let's just be very, very clear about this. This is as close as you can get to an assault on the First Amendment by the government without stepping over that line. So the, uh, they're allowed, right? The government, whether it's the president, whether it's a governor, he's allowed to express, whether it's the ter- attorney general, health secretary, doesn't matter. They're allowed to express a personal opinion, sort of like, oh, I wish that you know big tech companies would do something about misinformation, because they have a right to free speech too. But what they're doing there is something very dangerous. This idea that you know these companies, they really should do something. And we are the government, so you know if they kind of don't do what we like, maybe we could take a look at their books, maybe we could make sure they're not gonna get some deal that they want, some tax thing, whatever it might be. So this is pretty close. By the way, when we talk about seeing misinformation, um, this is the same guy who congratulated trans deputy health secretary, Rachel Levine, on being the first female cabinet member. The first, right? Was it the first female, ca- yeah, for in, in essence, the first female cabinet member except she's biologically a male. You guys got all that already, right? Like, so it's like, is that misinformation? She, I, I do accept that she's a trans woman, meaning that she is a biological male who is now a trans woman, lives life as a woman, I accept that, but that doesn't make her female. So it's like, okay, misinformation, like who's spreading misinformation? Now, if you think though, that this sort of assault on the First Amendment, the idea that government representatives would be saying, oh, well, you know, Big tech, you should do this sort of thing. Uh, You guys may remember, because I have a very smart audience, so I suspect that you do. Uh, You may remember a couple months back, Jen Psaki at one of her press briefings, uh, basically admitting that the government colludes with big tech to censor us. Take a look. In terms of actions, Alex, that uh, we have taken, or we're working to take, I should say, from the federal government, uh, we've increased uh, disinformation research and tracking uh, within the Surgeon General's office. We're flagging problematic posts for Facebook uh, that spread disinformation. We're working with doctors and medical professionals to connect uh, to connected medical experts with popular with popular who are popular with their audiences with uh, with accurate information and boost trusted content. So we're helping get trusted content out there. We also created the COVID-19, the COVID Community Corps to get factual information into the hands of local messengers. And we're also investing, uh, as you all have seen, in the presidents, the vice presidents, and Dr. Fauci's time. Guys, 
Guys, the government just wants to get you trusted information. The government just wants to get you factual information. And they're so good at it and they care so much that they're gonna help big tech companies do that. Do you think that maybe that could be an infringement on free speech? Do you think that maybe in these last two years where everything they have said has turned out to be a lie, usually weeks, sometimes months later, do you think that when they mean truth, do you think that when they mean factual, they just mean the bullshit that they're peddling that day? Uh, By the way, uh, Connor just reminded me, Rachel Levine was, uh, Vivek called Rachel Levine the first female four-star general. So she wasn't the first female cabinet member, obviously. First female four-star general. Again, she is not female. I'm even using her pronouns because I'm a nice guy. Uh, She is a male. (laughs) All right, you got the point. So the government now has a a track record here. We have uh, all sorts of people from the government saying this is what, big tech companies should do. And we know that there, I I often talk about this. It's like, we know that there are connections between big tech and the government. I'm not worried about the connections that I know about. I'm worried about the connections that I don't know about. Do they have backdoor access to these things? What kind of influence when Zuckerberg has a meeting with the president, like what kind of influence is actually being applied? We don't know what's going on. I mean, one of the reasons that I wanna eventually make the full move from YouTube to Rumble is that we have no idea what's going on with these algorithms. And I'm not saying that the government should come in and fix these algorithms, but for those of you that subscribe to my videos and tell me every single day, you simply do not see our videos in the feed. It's like, well, what is that? I don't know. So we need better products. That's a little bit of a sidebar, but a nice segue into this final part of this segment, Uh, this is more from the Daily Wire, and this is on the Bongino censorship by YouTube. Conservative broadcaster and Fox News host Dan Bongino was permanently banned by YouTube on Wednesday with the video sharing platform claiming that he attempted to evade a prior suspension. The The evasion included Bongino uploading new video content to his primary channel, while a second channel used to share short video clips from his radio program was actively suspended due to to YouTube's COVID-19 misinformation policy. Both of Bongino's YouTube channels have now been shut down and he will no longer be able to create a new channel. Okay, so I'm not gonna bludgeon you to death with this debate about private and public and you know my feelings about whether the government should get involved and all of that stuff, we can talk about all that. Uh, But this is a massive escalation. Dan Bongino is huge. Absolutely huge. Millions and millions of people listen to Dan. Dan's a buddy of mine. He's a good guy, so I'm not putting that out there. Like, you know, I have some stake in this, right? Like Dan and I work together at Rumble, so I'm being transparent on that. But Dan has tremendous influence. I suspect, and I would welcome people to prove me wrong on this, that the things that he was talking about related to COVID are actually no different than what most of us that have been skeptical and you're allowed to be skeptical, I think, in this country still, uh, have been saying about COVID all along. I suspect that the things that YouTube suspended him for related to COVID-19 misinformation would be the exact same things that Howard Stern is upset that Joe Rogan is saying, but Joe Rogan is still on YouTube. Now, I'm not trying to give you any hints, YouTube. Don't boot Rogan. But there's complete inconsistency here. There is a complete assault on reality here, and these big tech companies in some ways are bigger than the government. The founding fathers always were wary of power and they thought big government was gonna be the ultimate power, but now big tech is perhaps more 
powerful than big government. And then when you combine the two, when you have government people out there literally saying we flag things for big tech or that big tech should censor this misinformation, like you think that's state run media? You think that's mind control? You think that's mass formation psychosis? I think you guys get all of it. So one more commercial, please do subscribe to our Rumble channel and, uh, and we shall see where the future of all of this goes. Uh, let's shift to this lady, Nancy Pelosi. You all know Nancy Pelosi. She is the Congresswoman from up there in Northern Cali, San Francisco area. She's worth hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars. She's been in the government for how many years? I, I'm guessing it's gotta be over 40 years at this point. Somehow became super, super rich. She served as a US representative in California since 1987. Not bad, Nancy. She's 81 years old and she still wants to run again. She doesn't want to give up power. These people don't want to stop. She could be a scary grandmother, right? She wouldn't be like a loving grandmother. This is a very scary woman. You wouldn't want to see her sort of in the morning with no makeup. Grandma, I want eggs. And ah, okay. She put out this video to promote her reelection. And ah, take a look. Hello, it's Nancy. Thank you for the opportunity to share some thoughts with you. Thank you for giving me the privilege to represent our city and our San Francisco values in the Congress. Human rights, reproductive justice, LGBTQ equality, respect for immigrants, and care for each other. When people ask me what are the three most important issues facing the Congress, I always say the same thing. Our children, our children, our children. When you're in the arena, you have to be able to take a punch or throw a punch for the children. Our democracy is at risk because of assaults on the truth, the assault on the U.S. Capitol, and the state-by-state -state assault on voting rights. This election is crucial, and that is why I am running for re-election to Congress and respectfully seek your support. Hello, I'm Nancy Pelosi. My dentures are about to fall out of my mouth. They've pulled my skin so tight that my eyes are actually entering parts of my forehead. I am here to save your children, your children, your children, your children. Oh, I think I'm malfunctioning. Your children, your children. Also, the Republicans are mean and they don't want anyone to vote. Ah, uh, what is happening to me? Ah, I mean, that is a scary woman. Lady, retire, retire, it's time, 81. You've got hundreds of millions of dollars. What is going on in your soul? If there is any soul left, go. Be a grandma, you got all that ice cream in your freezer, remember? Go spend all the money that you probably got illegally through insider trading. Go do nice things with the children, go on vacation, but stop. You've ruined California, you've ruined so much of this country. I'm here for the children, the children, the children. <laughs> we did a little fun edit, take a look. Thank you for giving me the privilege to represent our city and our San Francisco values in the Congress. Human rights, reproductive justice, LGBTQ equality, respect for immigrants, and care for each other. Our safe communities require gun violence prevention, addressing new causes of gun, and supporting law enforcement with justice in police. I am running for the election to Congress and respectfully seek your support. That's some fine work by Connor over there. I mean, the children, the children, the children, the children. If she really cares about the children, perhaps you'd get critical race theory out of the schools, 
right? Perhaps you would make sure that homeless people haven't completely overrun San Francisco. It's disgusting. San Francisco is disgusting. San Francisco ain't the full house exterior anymore, right? It ain't. There are drugs everywhere, needles, store windows broken into. You all know the story about the last time, not the last time, previous, second to last time that I was in San Francisco. I was doing events with Candace Owens. We're at Morton's Steakhouse. We have security in an Escalade, and we're obviously on a nice street where a Morton's Steakhouse would be, and they broke into our car, stole my backpack, some homeless guys running around with one of my jackets and my Nintendo Wii and my old notebooks. It's like, it's a dump. You turn that place into a dump, but we're doing it for the children, the children, the children, ah. Go away, lady. Uh, so now let's juxtapose a woman who should go away with perhaps the type of politician who might be doing something good. Of course, in this case, I'm talking about the new governor from Virginia, Glenn Youngkin, who won a couple months ago. It was close. He defeated, what's his name? Who is that guy? The crazy guy with the dancing and it looked like he was wearing lipstick. Who was the guy? He used to run the Democratic, uh, I think he was the head of the DNC at one time. Guy was a nutbag. Uh, we'll get his name in a second. God, you, all of these people that they seem important and that you're supposed to know who they are and then they lose. And then you're just like, oh, that guy? Like, remember the guy who ran for vice president with Hillary Clinton, like Tom Kane? Tim Kaine, nobody remembers these people anymore because you shouldn't know anything about these people. Terry McAuliffe is the Democrat who is a complete lunatic who basically said you shouldn't have any right to your children's education, what they're learning in school. And Youngkin did the right thing. He got involved in the culture wars. He stood up for something and said that school choice is important and we are not gonna allow wokeism and critical race theory to brainwash a generation and everything else. Well, that is very upsetting to the clowns over at CNN and here's chief clown, Jim Acosta. Uh, Molly, um, you know, I, I seem to remember Glenn Youngkin campaigning in a fleece vest in Virginia. He was running as a different kind of Republican. I was told there was going to be a vest, uh, not a Soviet-style police state across the Potomac from Washington. Journalism! It ain't what it used to be. Yes. Okay, Acosta, you see what he did there? Now, this is a man who purports to be a journalist, right? I'm an impartial journalist. I am Jim Acosta at CNN, a place of journalism. Also describing the new governor of Virginia as uh, bringing in a, quote, Soviet-style police state across from the Potomac. By the way, the woman he's talking to, this Molly Jong fast lady, she, I'm pretty sure she's called me racist on Twitter a couple times and she used to troll me all the time. I think I muted her or blocked her, doesn't matter. Um, but you see what they do? Like if you're just the average CNN person watching that and you're just sort of blue-pilled and not really paying attention to what's going on, you'd be watching that and you'd be going, oh my, oh my God, Jim Acosta's a, right man, he's a, he's a good man. And he just said that there's some sort of Soviet style situation happening in Virginia. This Glenn Youngkin must be a really bad dude. Glenn Youngkin is literally forcing the schools to give choice to the parents. We all know about everything that happened there in Luden, Virginia and all of the stuff. We all know all of the stuff, right? So it's like, we can either choose what I would say are imperfect Republicans. I have no doubt that I will have disagreements with Youngkin and he will most likely fail us in some ways. Of course, of course he will. It's just how it is. Or we could choose Democrats that don't want you to have any choice in what your children are learning. And do you think that over time, if you don't have any choice over what your children are learning 
And there are big tech companies that can force them to see certain things and not see other things. And then there's a government that can also influence those big tech companies relative to what they can see. Do you think you might be able to actually change the way an entire generation or perhaps even two generations of people can think? And do you think maybe you could do that in just a couple years? And do you think if you throw in a pandemic and sprinkle a little fear on top of it, do you think it might lead to, oh my God, where we are today? My nuts? You tell me. Uh, are a couple comments from the locals community. And by the way, guys, if you want to chat along with the show, and we've got a couple team members in there during the chat, uh, Phoenix, who we just hired, he left college to take a job with the Rubin Report. He's in there every day as is Helen. Uh, a couple comments for you guys before we wrap up. Uh, Margo says, lizards can grow back their limbs, Dave. No worries. I know, I know, but the, the leg was ripped off and he was kind of, he was a little, yeah, yeah, you know, with the tongue, like, Ah, and the breathing was slow, so I did. I took a piece of paper from an IKEA uh, instruction manual because we got a lot of IKEA stuff right here. I'll never escape the IKEA bed. It's just it's it's written into my life story. Dave, you will always sleep on an IKEA bed, no matter what. So I lifted him out with the paper. I put him outside in sort of a, a muddy area that I thought there's a little water. Maybe he can figure it out, but I'll check after the show. I just, I don't like bringing you guys bad news. I just don't think he has much hope. But if, if he gets the limb back and he's hanging around, him and Clyde are chilling, it'll be, it'll be a great ending to the story. Uh, Zionist says, the Surgeon General and Anthony Fauci are using the same playbook. Very scary. Yeah, you know, it really is true. All of these people, all of these people, they think they are the ones who own the truth. And if you say anything counter to them that you're being unfactual, but of course these are the very same people who got everything wrong all along, right? So many of these people, you know, if you get the vaccine, you're not gonna get COVID, you're not gonna transmit COVID. Masks work, like you know it all, right? You guys know it all. Why has no one been fired? Really think about that more than anything else. No one really of any influence that I know of. Well, we fired nurses. We fired nurses and doctors for exercising their own medical choice if they didn't want to get vaccinated, right? But why is it that no one in government, if, if, if really the COVID situation is as bad as they purport it to be, now I live in Florida, this, it's over basically. Um, you know, you can wear whatever you want. And of course, some people are getting sick. I don't mean that there's zero COVID, but I mean, in terms of the, the general sort of collective in the right sense, like view of how we're going to live our lives, it's over to that degree. Uh, but, but if we went from 15 days to flatten the curve to two years later, we're still in this thing. Wouldn't that mean somebody screwed up somewhere? Do you think maybe it was worthy of somebody getting fired? The janitor over at the CDC, you know, the electrician over at the NIH. But all of these people are still here and there's no talk of getting rid of anybody. So no matter what they get wrong, it's not misinformation. And no matter what they get wrong, they stay. So it's a pretty good gig if you can get it, I suppose. Uh, Connor, this is from Helen. Connor is getting a lot of applause from the locals community for his Pelosi edit. That was, that was some fine work. I actually, he actually did that yesterday. I was driving across the state, as I said, so I did not see it till, you know what? Let's play it again. Let's bring it back one more time. Nancy Pelosi. Nancy Pelosi. <laughs> Thank you Nancy. for giving me the privilege to represent our city and our San Francisco values in the Congress. Human rights, reproductive justice, LGBTQ equality, respect for immigrants, and care for each other. Our safe communities require gun violence prevention, addressing new causes of gun, and supporting law enforcement with justice and police. I am running for re-election to Congress and respectfully seek your support. 
Guys, I'm Dave Rubin, and thank you so much for watching The Rubin Report. I do it for the children. The children. The children. Part two of my interview with Marco Rubio, who's a senator from Florida. Florida. Florida is up on YouTube right now. The full thing is up ad-free at rubinreport.locals.com. I'm fearing that my face isn't going to go back after this. Goodbye. I'll see you tomorrow. 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 Thanks for tuning in, everybody. Be sure to subscribe and rate this podcast. And don't forget, you can watch my direct messages live on Blaze TV and YouTube every weekday at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern. And of course, if you want to connect with me personally and get early access to my sit-down interviews, join rubinreport.locals.com.